What's going on, everyone? Thanks for joining us on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Special thanks to Better Edge, great sponsor of the show, great friend of the show, and frankly, great friend of everyone who bets sports. The reason, well, two reasons. First of all, they don't charge a VIG, okay? And whenever I tell my buddies about this, VIG free betting at Better Edge, everyone says the same thing. What's the catch? How do they make money? Is this real? Yes, it's 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 legitimate. And, and don't worry about how they make money. They've got a different business model than the average sports book. So VIG free betting is a real thing. It exists. It's legal. Betteredge.com. Not only that, though, they're making everything more fun because they're taking sports betting and bringing a social element to it. So you can follow your buddies, follow other people who give picks. It tracks your record. It tracks other people's records. There's tournaments, competitions. It's so much fun and you can make more money. Online betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10. Betteredge.com. Promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How's everyone doing? Happy Tuesday. Thanks for joining us on the 13th, July 13th. Concept Tuesday. On today's show, we'll be talking about the nature of looking at data. Large numbers, big data. Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there about what numbers should look like and randomness and streaks. I mean, if a, if a sports better went 67% over the course of a year, I think a lot of us assume that that looks, you know, that he goes 2 and 1 every weekend. When that's not the case. There's a lot of 8 no runs, a lot of 0 oh and 6 runs, things like that. And I'm bringing this up for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, we were, you know, July has not been great. The quick picks are 1 and 7 in July and it's funny when uh, whenever we're doing well on hot streaks, having great runs on here. I never hear from anybody. I don't hear a word on Twitter. And then you have a couple bad show, you know, bad quick picks in a row. And oh, what's he doing? How can you pick that team? All this stuff. And really, one in seven in July, it's not a good run. I don't like losing. I'm losing right there with you guys. Trust me, I'm betting on these games, but. This is how it goes. When you bet sports for a long time, you don't get a bunch of 2 one one weekends. You get this. And it's not just the fact that, uh, you know, our, our recent quick picks while we're doing this show, I thought it was interesting. We're, uh, there, there's a couple of things that have come up in my personal life recently. Well, not personal life, but it's things I've observed. Uh, one was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and another is in a book I'm reading that has to do with this exact topic. Uh, the Joe Rogan podcast... Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on like a month, month and a half ago, and they were talking about The Walking Dead, the TV show, and Neil deGrasse Tyson was pointing out that the producers in one of the first episodes, they were inaccurate with the way they displayed the leaves, and actually they, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I guess, talked to one of the producers and whatever, but either way... The point was that in this episode, the leaves were sort of evenly spread out on the highway and they were sort of scattered. And that's because the producers thought that's what leaves would do over, over the course of time being untouched. When in reality, leaves gather, leaves collect, they sort of, you know, bunch up together. And that was Neil deGrasse Tyson's point. He goes, nature is much more clustered and random and chaotic than people really think or people give credit for. And that's how big data works. When you look at big numbers, it works the exact same way. There's a there's a great story in a book I'm reading about a group of professors in the 1970s from California. And they got together and went to Las Vegas 
to try and exploit the Las Vegas roulette wheels. And I'm not going to tell the story. It's, it's fascinating. Long story short, they did. They were very successful. But in their study, in their homework leading up to their to their exploitation, to them actually going out to Vegas, they had to do a lot of study. They had to do a lot of numbers. And back in the 70s, and this may have even been late 60s, early 70s, they didn't have access to a lot of data like we have today. You know, now today there's random generators. You can, you know, you know, pay to use these things online. Back then there, there were none of these tools that existed. So what these professors did was hired a group of students to go out and track these roulette numbers. And as students often do, they got lazy. So these kids are in Vegas tracking the roulette numbers and after, you know, a couple hours, they're like, this is so ridiculous and boring. Let's just make these numbers up. So these kids, you know, they, they, they made these numbers up. They made up hundreds and thousands and thousands and thousands of spins, you know, in their hotel room and then just went and had fun in Vegas and brought all the info back. Well, it didn't take these professors long to realize that these students had faked the numbers. Why was this? Because there were far too many sequences of red, black, red, black, red, red, black, black, red, black, or red, black. And these professors knew that's not how random numbers work. There should be many more eight no runs for black. There should be many more eight no runs for red. Have you ever been in Vegas and you've seen 10 blacks in a row and you put your money on red because you think, God, there's no way it goes black again. Well, when you look at large sets of data, if you were to get a, let's say you're at the MGM in Vegas, and at the end of the night, the pit boss says, hey, I'm going to give you a list of every single roulette spin throughout the course of the entire day from 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 12.01 to midnight when we close, the, the entire 24 hours. What you would see on that list is so many different runs of black, so many different runs of red. You'll see 20 spins where it's 17 blacks, 3 reds. You'll see 50 spins where it's 40 reds, 10 blacks. But over the course of the day, it'll be right around 50-50. That's what big numbers look like. When we think of big numbers, what we often think is it's even, it's spread out, it, do, it, it makes sense to us. But really, when you sit down and look at numbers, that's not the case. Now, if I go 57% over the course of a year in my sports betting picks and I give out, or let's just say I make a thousand picks, which it's going to be far more than that during a year, but hypothetically speaking, I make a thousand picks at 57%, that's 5,700 wins and that's 4,300 losses. Well, if you have a swimming pool and you fill up the, the pool with 5,700 tennis balls, and then 4,300 red tennis balls. So if you've got a whole Christmas tennis ball pool, a bunch of green and red tennis balls, and you randomly pick 20 out, the odds are it's not going to be 10 green, 10 red. The odds are it's going to be probably 13 of one, 7 of the other. The odds are it's probably, you know, and that's 57%. So same thing, though. Do that, hype, do that experiment 50-50. There's 5,000 green tennis balls, 5,000 red tennis balls. Grab... 20 out. You really think you're going to get 10 and 10? Sometimes you will, 
But there's going to be a lot of times where you get 18 reds or 15 reds. That doesn't mean that there's some reason you're getting the reds. That doesn't mean there's some hidden way to identify the reds. That doesn't mean you're feeling the reds or the reds are hot. That means that's how numbers work. And the other thing with this is is the whole idea of long-term. Because everyone preaches it. You go to Twitter, everyone says, oh, long-term, long-term. Long-term is a lot longer than most of us think. Anyone out there, anybody can win in football or basketball or baseball or hockey or soccer for a season or maybe two seasons. But until you have enough data to really see, long-term is a very long time. And it's funny because, you know, this year since uh, January, we're, we're tracking our quick picks. Go to our Twitter. It's in our uh, bio. Uh, it, since January, we're 57%. And it's funny because I'm usually suspicious when I see short-term numbers that are usually right on for what a handicapper typically goes. And in our 57% this year, our break-even percentage is right around 53 54%. So... It's funny, like I didn't expect to see that and it's going to fluctuate. Like be ready, it's going to fluctuate. But just understand over the long run, these numbers tend to even out. Over the short term, you, you can see some wild things. Now, so far in 2021, again, the quick picks are 94 and 71. And we've had a bunch of up and down rides. Uh, January 17th through January 31st, we had a bad 3 and 11 run the 17th to the 31st of January. Then February 21st through through uh, March 7th, we went 13 and 4. Next couple weeks, 3 and 9, not a great couple weeks. And then all of April, we went 16 and 5 on this show, given picks out in, in all of April. And as I said, currently we're 1 and 7 in July, but that's what happened. So not only should we not be surprised, we should expect to see these clusters of numbers. We should expect it. When you hit losing streaks, you're going to hit losing streaks. Everybody out there, doesn't matter how good or how bad you are, unless you're on Twitter. Those guys never lose. I mean, they're just something else. But in the real world, people will have losing streaks. And this is a, a, a good tip for how to bet with this information because a common mistake that I've seen made over and over and that I have fallen victim to because it seems human nature is what we do a lot of the time when we're winning, we've got no issue keeping our same bet size, keep a unit. If a unit's $100 and you're on a winning streak, you're seven and three, a lot of us have no issue betting 100, you're winning, you're rolling in it, good. It's, it's fine. But when things are going the opposite, and instead of seven and three, you're three and seven, and now you lose and you're three and eight, and you're floundering, and you think, I'm a winning sports better. I'm three and eight. There's no way this is going to keep up. So what do a lot of us do? We increase our bet size. Now we bet 200 a game or 300 a game. Or if you had, let's say, 2,000 in your bankroll and you've had a couple losses and you're down to 1,000, that shouldn't be a big deal. That's a couple wins away from getting back. No, no big deal. But a lot of people, oh, let's just put the next 1,000 on it. On one game, 1,000 on one game, get back to two grand. When, it, when in reality, you're doing this all during your losing streaks, when you're not picking your best games. So a good thing to take away from all of this is that, yes, we know nature and, and, and numbers and big data, it clusters together. You get this a lot more than we expect. But in terms of betting, 
a, a functional, actual thing we can take away from this is when you're going through those losing streaks, when you're, when you're having a difficult down day or downtime or down weekend or down month, don't go chasing with bigger bet sizes. Things will even out unless you have some terrible process. But like, it's, it's funny. I was once talking to a, an, an old sports better who's been doing this for a long time. And he said, the worst you can do is 50%. If anyone out there is going below 50% and you've identified yourself to actually be a bad handicapper, just pick the opposite of every game that you would normally pick. Now you're above 50%, you know? So really the worst anyone out there should do is 50%. And over the long run, that's what you should expect. But you're going to get a lot of clusters in between. When you go on those losing streaks, don't go chasing it. Don't go betting bigger. Things will turn around. Don't go betting half your bankroll because you're in a losing streak and you're due. So uh, I, I just, you know, it, it's interesting. When you look at data, when you look at big numbers, that's something I wanted to get out there because I think a lot of us either don't realize that or don't think about that. And the fact that we have, look, I'll admit it. It's, it has not been a good July so far. And I'm betting on these games too. I'm losing right there with you guys. It's almost to be expected. If we're going to go 57%, that doesn't look like 2 and 1, 2 and 2, 2 and 1, 2 and 2, 2 and 1, 2 and 2. It's a lot more scattered. It's a lot more clustered than that. You're going to get 3 and 0, 3 and 0, 2 and 1, 0 and 2, 0 and 2, 1 and 1. You know, it's going to be a lot different. So think about that when looking at numbers. But also, that's something that bad handicappers use as an excuse. So buyer beware on Twitter or anywhere else. And that's why we like to do, you know, other topics and things like that on this show. But keep in mind the, the two takeaways from today, numbers cluster up, expect those long-term. And when you bet into it, understand that you don't want to increase your bet size when you're losing games. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Sharp Angle Podcast.